0: the Holy Spirit is working in me in every fiber of my being he's working in my mind he's working in my spirit he's working in my body in the name of the Lord Jesus he's working in my environment in every single thing that I do I'm prospering on every side I'm going forward all the days of my life joy unspeakable And full of glory is what I experience all the days of my life. I can only get better. Everything about me is beautiful. My life is full of excellence. I am intelligent. I am not foolish. I am intelligent. I'm full of wisdom. The wisdom of God is working in my life everywhere I go. I display the wisdom of God my faith is working I am not faithless I am not an unbeliever I'm a believer of God's Word God's Word is working for me on every sphere of my life I'm going forward oh I'm going higher oh I'm getting better oh I'm getting greater oh in the name of the Lord Jesus watch out for me neighbor watch out for me neighbor You'll be shocked at what is coming out of my life. Yeah, I'm a butterfly in the making. Very soon, you will see my beautiful wings flying all over the world. Flying all over the world. This bottles of mine will sit on airplanes to many places in the world. These bottles of mine will sit in very nice places in the world in the name of the Lord Jesus. And this batons of mine Sit in places that are not so nice to preach the gospel because of the Lord Jesus. I can go anywhere and become anything for what God wants to be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. Give the Lord a shout if you have a voice. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord, Father. Thank you for the power of your word. Thank you that your word comes to transform us and change our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, we are going to have a very nice time with the Word. I want to share with you on how to receive the Word of God for maximum impact. Isn't that a powerful thing? Yes. How to receive the Word of God for maximum impact. How to receive the Word for maximum impact. The Word of God must have impact in your life. The Word of God is God's um, material for change. So the Word of God is what God uses for change. Any change you want in your life can be recorded only through the Word. Without the Word of God, you can't record any change in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God wanted to create this heaven and earth, all things seen and unseen came out of God's word. Where do you think we came from? We could not have come from an explosion. It's not an explosion. Eh? Even your hairstyle was made by somebody. Either by yourself or by someone else. Isn't it? So, I mean, how can you, a human being, be made by an explosion? Perfect human being. Beautiful, wonderful, handsome human being like you. Be made by an explosion. It doesn't work. What do you think? Yes, it doesn't work. Every single thing that we can see in this world came out of the Word. All of creation, seen and unseen, came into existence through the Word of God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. What I'm going to share with you is very important. Okay? And I want you to really listen to what I'm going to share with you because it's going to help you. Okay? So in the beginning, the Bible says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God spoke that there should be light. And then there was light. God's Word is what brought light and brought the whole world. If you go on you see how many so many times God saying God and God said. The Bible says and God said let there be this and God said let there be that. God's word was spoken for many things to happen. So all creation seen and unseen came out of God's word. Okay? In Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Look at Colossians 1:16. The Bible says that for by him for you see by him the him is talking about he's talking about Jesus. By Jesus were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. Visible and what? Invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. The word of God is a person. And the person is called Jesus Christ. If you read in John chapter 1, verse 1, the Bible says that, In the beginning was the word. Okay, then it says, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Next verse, the same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. You see, so he's giving personality to the word. He says, all things were made by him. that the word is a person, because the word is a person. Okay, there was nobody in heaven called Jesus before he was born. Before Jesus was born, he was known as the word. Because that is his name. That, that's who he is. He's a, he's a second person in the Godhead. The word is God. And the word is a person. His name is Jesus. Please do you understand that. So when you are dealing with the word of God. You are actually dealing with a person. The person you are dealing with is Jesus Christ. So he says. And all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. That was made. Verse 4. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Do you see? Then, if you jump all the way to verse 14, the Bible says that, and the word, John 1, 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. You see, the word became flesh, the word put on flesh, the word became a human being, and the human being was called Jesus. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory. His glory, that's the person, his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So the word is a person. Whenever So as we are sharing the word of God with you, we're actually sharing a person with you. Who is that person? That person is Jesus Christ. The glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. The word of God is a person. That's what I want you to understand in this particular section of my, my message. Okay? The word is what? So when we are sharing the word of God with you, what are we doing? We are sharing a person with you. What's the name of the person? Jesus Christ. And I want to give you more proof, okay? Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You see, so he's talking about the word of God, how powerful it is. Then the next verse says that, look at the next verse. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. It's like the word has sight. Just like a human being has sight. Why? Because the word is a human being. Do you see? But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The word of God is, is a person. He has a per- is, a, is, is a person called Jesus. It's, it's open. All things are open and naked, naked and open unto him onto the eyes of him with whom we have to do it. So as you are reading the word of God, you're actually dealing with a person. A person is searching you out, discerning your thoughts, and helping you. The person's name is Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 19, verse 11. Look at Revelation 19, verse 11. Oh, I, I, li- I like these verses in the Bible. It's very nice. It says, and I saw heaven opened. Have you seen heaven opened before? May you see heaven open one of these days in Jesus' name. You will see heaven open one of these days. Yes. Yeah, and I saw heaven open, and a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he does judge and make war. Verse 12. His eyes were as a flame of fire. The one who was sitting on the horse had his eyes like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. Many, many crowns were on his head. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. You see, he's actually describing Jesus in his glory and in his return. Okay? He says, and he was clothed with a vesture what? Dipped in blood. And his name is what? His name is called the Word of God. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Okay? He's talking about Jesus. So Jesus is the Word of God. The Word of God is Jesus. The Word of God is a person. What is his name? Jesus. And by the word, everything that we can see came into being. Everything around came into being by the agency of the word of God. Remember, it says, through him were all things made. Without him was nothing made that is made. Are you seeing it? Go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9. Ephesians 3 verse 9. All things were made by the word. It says, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hidden God. God who created all things, by who? By Jesus Christ. Why am I saying all these things to you? The word of God is the only thing that can help you create anything in your life. Without the word of God, you can't create anything. The earlier you settle that in your heart, the better. How are you going to produce results as a believer? If the whole earth came into existence as a result of Jesus' The agency of Jesus or the word of God, then what is it? A husband will not come into existence without Jesus. So seeking a husband outside of Jesus does not work. No marriage is coming. The husband is not coming. The wife is not coming. The children are not coming. The business is not coming. The buggering is not happening. All those things are outside of God's word. A lot of things cannot work because everything we are seeing around us came out of the word. Who is Jesus Christ? Yeah. The word is Jesus, and Jesus is the word. I see it. Yeah. The word is effective. The next point I'm making is that the word is effective, result-impact-oriented. Mm? The, word, the word of God is effective, and result-impact-oriented. Hallelujah. So Jesus is the word. The word is Jesus. He made all things. Those are the first points I've made. The next point I'm making is that the word of God, okay, has a nature. The nature of the word is that it is result-impact oriented. It is fruitful. The nature of the word is such that it bears fruit. It helps you bear fruit. That is the way of bearing fruit. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 in the Amplified. Look at this. For the word that God speaks is alive. God's word is alive. Remember, he's a person, so he's alive. A, are human beings alive? Are yeah. animals alive? Yeah. They have, you see, if you, are, if you are in existence, you must be alive. To be in existence. We have living things and non-living things. The word of God is a living thing. And his name is Jesus Christ. So the Bible says that the word, of, the word that God speaks, every word that God speaks is alive. So as I'm speaking to you, life is coming to you. That is why if you want to live long, you must expose yourself to the word of God. Expose yourself long and healthy. Aha, uh-huh. long and healthy, not long and. and hey, some people can be living longer and sick. Oh. You will never live longer and be sick in Jesus' name. You will live long and healthy in Jesus' name. If you want to live long and healthy, you need to expose yourself to the Word. Jesus said in John chapter six verse sixty three that it is the Spirit that quickeneth. Jesus said it is the Spirit that giveth life. It is the Spirit that giveth life. The flesh profited nothing. The flesh profits nothing. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The word quickeneth is what? It is the spirit that giveth life. Okay? The flesh profits nothing. The flesh profits what? Nothing. What he's trying to say is that if all efforts in the natural to accomplish things does not bring much. People can work... Ah. Yesterday I was being told by a certain rich man, eh? who owned 25 houses between Ridge, Laboni, Cantonments, 25, and Airport, 25 houses. Within that enclave alone. There are other houses in, in Kumase. Yeah, many houses, and house abroad. Very rich man. He died about maybe 10 years ago, 10, 11 years ago. 11 years later, all the houses have been sold by his children. You see, he spent all his life, he's left with five now, and the five, they are trying to sell all the five. He spent all his life working, doing a lot of things to, to like I'm securing my, my son, my children's future, and doing this. And they have sold everything. Securitization of future earnings. <laughs> they have spent. They have spent everything. They have made his work look like nothing. All the things that he did, whatever, faster than he they they destroyed the thing faster than the time he used to gather all of it everything. So, Jesus is telling you, Jesus is God. He has come, he says, the flesh does not profit much. All your attempts to acquire certain whatever. He says, what what will it profit? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul, your soul is equal to the world. Your soul is equal, directly proportional to. Yes, even greater. Yes, he says, it cannot be compared. It's amazing. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the word of God that is spoken to you, eh? it's a spirit and life. It gives life. So the, word of, the Bible says that the word of God is alive. It's alive. Go back to that place in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For, for the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Making it what? Active. Are you seeing it? Making it So the word of God is active. Making it active. Operative. The word of God has operative abilities. It can operate on you. It can operate in your in your in your body. Yes, operate on your body. Operate in your environment. Operate in your workplace. Operate like even when you are sleeping, the word of God is working. It's operating. It is full of power, making it active, operative, energizing. It is full of energy. The word of God can give you energy. It can energ- It's like a, 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 it's more than a glucose. It's more than blue jeans or what? Rush energy drink. It's higher than that. Can you imagine? If you are, if you you believe that the word of God can give you energy, then you, if you take one one verse and you put it inside you, pa, you have energy. You don't need blue jeans. That's what the Bible is saying. Energizing and effective. It is effective. It can get results. It is it is result oriented. It produces results. Okay. The sharper than any two-edged sword penetrates the dividing line of the breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit, and of the joints and marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Wow, wow. the word of God is very powerful. It's very, very powerful. If you read in Jeremiah chapter twenty-three, verse twenty-nine, look at Jeremiah twenty-three, twenty-nine. It shows you how powerful the word of God is. He says, it's not my word like as a fire. The word of God is like fire. It's like what? What do you need fire for? You need fire for a lot of things. Without fire, you see, man, man's civilization, our civilization is directly hinged on fire. It was when man discovered fire that everything changed for him. Yes. Everything changed for man when he discovered how to make fire, how to produce fire. All are cast Are functioning because of fire because of the 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 lights of fire yes all the speed engines the speed trains all those things it's fire yes your phone its fire everything yes all of them so he says the word of God is like fire even higher than fire it means I can give you speed in life it can give you warmth in life it can bring you results in life it can make your life very bright because it is fire brings light When you see fire, heat energy and light energy are similar. Without heat energy, you cannot have light energy. And without light energy, you cannot have heat energy. Is it true? It works hand in hand. It's not my word like as a fire, say the Lord, and like a hammer. Is my word not like a hammer. The word of God is like a hammer. Can you imagine? It's like a hammer. That breaks things and makes a way. Yeah. It makes a way. When you, when you see a mountain in your life, what you use to break the mountain is the, is, the, is the hammer of the word. The word of God can break things and make a way for you. It has a way-making ability. Then it says, and my word like, like a hammer, that breaketh the rock in pieces. Is my word not like a fire? Says the Lord. Is my word not like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Wow. The word is powerful. Colossians chapter 1, verse 5 and 6. I'm showing you that the word of God is what Effective and result impact oriented. It produces results. It is not fake. It has power. Say the word has power. It has creative abilities. It has breaking abilities. It has sharpening abilities. It has energizing abilities. It has operative abilities. It has life giving abilities. Can you imagine the word of God? We are talking about Jesus. Who is the Word of God? He can do. He's a he. he, he very wild. Look at this. It. It says for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the Word of the truth of the gospel. You see. So the last statement up there is the gospel. So the next verse should start this way: the gospel, which is which came unto you, which is come unto you. Do you agree? Because the, the, the go to the verse before this: for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before. In the word of the, of the truth of the gospel. This is what a semicolon, right? A semicolon means that what you are coming to read continues, isn't it? So it's explaining it. So it's the, the gospel, so we can read it. the gospel which is come unto you. Do you see the gospel which is come unto you, as it is in the whole world, and bringeth forth fruit? The gospel is the word of God, isn't it? Gospel is gospel means good news. So the gospel which is the word of God. He says, brings forth fruit as it dance also in you. The word of God can bring forth fruit in you. Since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth, the word of God can work in you. It, it's, it's, it has fruitful abilities. NLT. Look at NLT. Verse 6. This same good news, uh-huh, you see, this same good news that came to you is out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it changed lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. It has ability to change lives. Look at the Amplified. The Amplified says it in a very nice way. Verse 6. which is The word which has come to you, indeed, in the whole world, that gospel is bearing fruit and still is growing by its own inherent power. So the word of God has, it has an inherent power to cause you to grow, to cause things to grow and cause things to become as they are supposed to be. Paul said, being confident of this very thing. That he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The word of God is what began a good work in you. He says it will bring you to a perfect end. The word of God is operative. Do you see? By its own inherent power. It has its own inherent power and can do many things. Can make your life very beautiful. Make your environment very wonderful. It's amazing. Look at Psalm. Let me show you more about the word. The operative abilities of the word. Hmm. Psalm 29. Let's read from verse 3. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The voice of the Lord is the word of God, right? It says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory tendereth. The Lord is upon many waters. Next verse. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Is what? Have you had an electrical shock before? Yes. You can't see through the physical light. But it is there. There's something there that is very powerful. If you like, touch it and see. You'll be shocked. That it will shock you. <laughs> that is not the word of God. It doesn't look like anything. It's in your phone. It's in a book. But it has ability. It's very powerful. Just try and wrap your mind around it. You that, that's why we meditate on the word. You meditate on what to wrap your mind around what God has said. Yes. If God says that He made everything that we are seeing in this world, the heavens that we are seeing—if you've flown in a plane before—you notice that this cloud that we are seeing is just very low. Beyond this cloud, there are more clouds, and beyond those clouds, there are more clouds, and then it keeps going and 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 going. There's an empty—it's called space, empty space up, and we are stuck up inside the empty space. There's no axis upon which we are sitting. As we are sitting, now we are all hanging. The earth is hanging on nothing. God says He hung it. How did He hang it? Upon nothing. Scientists can't. You see, you can't keep a sphere just there lying down. So they say there's an axis upon which. There's an axis. That say, who created the axis? An axis that cannot be seen. It cannot be seen. Oh yes, it cannot be seen. Who created it? God. The Bible says He abhors all things by the word of His power. Hebrew chapter one. Verse 3. Look at Hebrews 1.3. Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. He's talking about Jesus. He says he's the brightness of God's glory and the express image of God's person. And upholding all things by the word of his power. He upholds all things. Everything that you can see is upheld by the word of Jesus' power. Jesus is very powerful though. He upholds all things by the word of his power. When he had by himself perched and sat down on the right hand of the majesty of High, He upholds all things by the word of his power. So the whole earth is upheld. By the way, it's what is holding all of us. The Bible says, by him all things consist, mm, persists, and exist. It's amazing. All things consist. All things cohere. Everything, you see, when we, we talk about bonds, atomic bonds, <laughs> covalent bonds, molecular bonds, hey, atomic bonds, no, not bombs. bonds. bonds. <laughs> Uh, what we talk about all those things. The energy, what is causing those things to be held together? Jesus is the one who is causing all those things to be held together. It's an amazing thing. Yes. Colossians 1.17. And He, Jesus is before all things and by him. By Jesus, all things. By the word of God, all things consist. So your marriage will consist by Jesus. Your children will be consistent uh, by Jesus Christ. Every, everything in your life can only exist and consist and persist By the word. Hallelujah. I think we should clap for the word. The word of God is very powerful. Praise the Lord. So the word of God has its own inherent working power. The word of God has to work for you. Okay? The word of God has, but it has its own inherent ability. And all we need to do for it to work for us is to ensure that it is successfully planted. That is all we need. There's only one thing that we need to do. All we need to do is to make sure the word of God is successfully planted in our hearts. Because the word of God is seed. Okay? The word of God is what? Luke eight eleven. Jesus was giving a parable, the parable of the sower. Okay? You remember the parable of the sower? Jesus was explaining the parable of the sower. And he said that now the parable is this. The seed is the word. So the word of God is seed. Have you seen it? If you keep seed in your hands, let's say you have corn seeds or watermelon seeds or a mango seed, and it's in your hand, it's in your pocket. Will it bear fruit? Why? That is not its place, its place is not in your hand. It doesn't belong in your hand. It's not created to be in your hand. If it's in your hand, it will not produce the results. In the same way you can have a Bible in your hand, the place of the Bible, the word, is not in your hand or in your pocket. It will never do anything for you. Or under your pillow. You can keep seeds. Will seeds grow under your pillow? Don't seeds need moisture to grow. They need moisture to grow. But the moisture they need is not the one under your pillow. Yes. Under your pillow, it will not do anything. In your palms, it will not do anything. In your pocket, it won't do anything. On your phone, it will not do anything. It's a seed that must be planted in a certain environment called the soil. Guess what? The soil is your heart. That's what the Bible says. Go to Matthew 13:18. I'm sure Matthew 13:18 will help us. Here is therefore the parable of the sower. When one hears the word of the kingdom and standing not, then out the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. He's talking about how that the heart is at the place for sowing the seed of God's word. So the seed of God's word does not work. You see, you will say that the word of God is not powerful. You can see the seed the mango seed this mango seed I have been keeping it in my hand for a very long time it's not doing anything for me what kind of seed is this I thought it to bring fruit for me to to eat and 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 sell for me to get ma- more money I thought it to do this for me I thought it to do that for me I thought it to make it to make me have wood to use as firewood for my for my my my, my food I thought it to do this for me I thought to would... I thought why is it not doing anything it's not doing anything because it is you've not put it where it's supposed to be You've not put it where it's supposed to be. It belongs in the earth. It doesn't belong in your palm. You can insult it as much as you, you can. It won't, do, it won't do anything. You can pray as much as you can. It won't change anything. You will not have the fruit you need. You will not have the, the, the things you want. You will not see anything. Why? You are keeping it in your hand, in your pocket, under your pillow, in your kitchen. You are keeping it in your kitchen cabinet. You are keeping it in, in the drawer by you. That don't happen. If you can't keep saying, I have seed. I have seed, it won't do anything for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The place of the seed is your heart. The place of the word is in your heart. If you put it in your heart, it'll work for you. And all you need to do is to make sure, ensure that it is successfully planted in your heart. Okay? It is what? Successfully planted. In your heart. Also, we where the best roots on its own. It does. But it must be in the right environment. If you put it in the right environment, you have your results. James chapter 1, verse 21. So all we need to do is to ensure that it's successfully planted because it's like a seed by receiving it well. Planting the seed is the most important thing. If you don't plant the seed, the process cannot start. Is it true? When you plant the seed, you can be assured of some things happening. If you don't plant the seed, it's not going to work. James 1, says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. Then which what is able to save your souls. Receive with meekness. You must learn to receive the word of God with meekness, humility. So I want to share with you on seven things you need to do to receive the word properly. Okay? Yes. Seven things. There are seven things that God has helped me put together for you. Number one, so how to receive the word. Number one thing you need to do to receive the word because you need to receive the word. It says receive the word with meekness, the engrafted word with meekness, which is able to save your soul. It's able to change your soul. It's able to make bring changes in your life. But before it brings the changes in your life, you must learn how to you must receive it. If you don't receive it, if you don't ensure it's planted in your heart, it's not gonna work. You have everything to do with it making sure it's planted in your heart. The soil went out to sow. He was throwing the seeds around. It is the soil that was proper. Where it was received, contributed to it, its development. It is where it was received. Someone received it in, this, in stony places. You see, it's not the soil, it's not the soil's fault. It is the one who received it. The one who received it received it in stony places. The stones choked it. Thorns choked it. Someone received it. The curse of this world choked the word and prevented it from coming to pass. So why you receive it makes all the difference. Or how you receive it. Do you see? How you receive it. And that's what I want to share. How to receive the word. Number one, receive the messenger. Receive the messenger. If you don't receive the messenger, you're in trouble. If you start insulting the messenger, you're in trouble. Let me show you some people who treated God's messengers in a certain way. And what happened to them. Matthew chapter 23. So number one is receive the messenger. The first verse I have for you in that is Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23, verse 37 and 38. Wow. Oh, Jerusalem. This is Jesus talking. If you have a good Bible, it's written in red. It's Jesus talking. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets. So they kill those who are sent to them. Thou that killest the prophets. And stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together? Even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and you would not. You would not. You wouldn't mind me. Next verse. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. This is the state of a lot of Christians. Their homes, their house, their life is left unto them. Desolate. Desolation means no fruits. Why? Because the first step of receiving the word has been aborted. Receive the message. Come and see Christians talking about God's messengers. Have you seen Christians talking about God's messengers before? This man, he talks too much. This man, yeah, yeah I mean, I don't like him. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets, they kill literally. They literally killed all the prophets. All those who came with the message of God, they killed them. Do you understand? Yes. Jesus spoke about how they, they killed someone. Oh. Yeah. Jesus spoke about bringing the blood of all the prophets upon the head of Israel. They killed all of them. Yes. Malachi was killed. All the prophets, that's God, all of them, everybody who was sent by God to them. When he he's speaking the message, they get angry and kill, kill the person. Some are like Stephen, for instance. Jesus himself was killed. Jesus who was saying this. It didn't take long. He himself was also killed by the same group of people. They didn't disappoint at all. Yes, they killed him. Yes. Yeah. Luke chapter 11. This is what I was going for. Luke chapter 11, verse 51. Let's read from 49. Let's see what Jesus was saying. Therefore also said the wisdom of God, I will send them prophets and apostles. And some of them, they shall slay and persecute. Like, I've sent them prophets and apostles Message: A prophet is a messenger of God. inspired One who brings inspired messages of God. An apostle is one who is sent of... The word apostle means sent. One who is sent of God. They are aware that this is a prophet, this is an apostle. Eh? I've send them prophets and apostles, and some of them, they shall slay and persecute. It's not that they are killing them or persecuting them. Next verse. So that the blood of all the prophets which was shed from the foundation of the world may be required of this generation. From the blood of Abel, righteous Abel, unto the blood of Zacharias, which perished between the altar and the temple. They killed him between the altar of God and the temple of God. Yes. He was in church when they killed him. How do we kill our prophets today? How do we kill our prophets? With our words. The Bible says, touch not my anointed. You, you touch the anointed with your mouth. Who do you do? Who does he think he is? Who do these suppose say they are? All these pastors who have come these days, the way we are suffering these days, If you, sometimes it's difficult to introduce yourself as a pastor. It's so difficult. All these pastors who have come today, these days, very young, whatever, there are people who are calling us occults around. They say, we are, we are not, we are, where's the candlelight? Where's the red light? It's, not, it's, no, it's just normal light that we have it's the LED screen. There's nothing. But they are calling us awkward. Some of our ladies in Kumasi were not coming, they were from Accra, but then when they come to school and they meet us, they don't come back to Accra. They stay in Kumasi. Their family members come and see. Christians, oh, people from nice churches. One of them said, you are sleeping with a pastor, that is why you are not coming back to Accra. The pastor is your boyfriend. Yes. yes. I, I saw you guys some time ago. Hey! Yeah. Hey! Yeah. I tell you accusations all the time. How can you receive the word of God from the one who has been sent to you? You can't. You must learn to receive. If you don't receive him, you are in trouble. If you don't receive the, the, the prophets that are sent to you, the apostles that are sent to you, you are in trouble. You must receive them. That's the first way. If you don't receive the messenger. Have you watched Spartans before? 300 Spartans. Have you watched you before? They, they sent a messenger from Persia to them. They killed the guy. They didn't allow... You, you Remember? Yeah, as he was standing on the, arrow they put him by a pit and they kicked him and they. Yeah, I mean the messenger and the message are gone. When you kill the messenger, the message too is gone. The messenger and the message are gone. They are together. The messenger cannot be separated from the message. So receive the word by receiving the messenger. Don't kill the prophets. Don't touch the anointed. Don't talk like you are mad. Stop talking nonsense about preachers or else, you will not have an opportunity to hear anything. You will not have the word of God working in your life. Everybody sitting has criticized one man or God or the other before. Yes, Everybody sitting here, including me. Including me. Standing here. All those sitting and standing. Some of us are standing. All those sitting and standing. You have said something before. Receive the word by receiving the messenger. Don't kill the messenger with your mouth. Don't kill the messenger with statements, things you are writing. The moment admiration ceases, learning ceases. The moment you stop admiring. Hmm? When you stop admiring the one sent of God to you, you can't learn anything again. The word of God that he preaches will not do anything to you because you, stop, you will stop learning. That is why a lot of men of God prevent many people from coming to them, from coming around. Yes, because some people become familiar with time and they can't receive again. Moses and Miriam rose up against Moses, started talking about Moses, about the errors of Moses. You did this, you did that, you have married Zipporah, whatever. Black woman, what the God said we should marry only from Israel. Look at what you have done. God came down, shim and said, Are you not afraid? You were talking to the one I talked to mouth to mouth. Every prophet I talked to them in shadows and in dark scenes. But this man I talked to him mouth to mouth like a man will talk to his friend. Yes, I, have, I I allowed Moses to correct me. Moses was the only one who could correct God. Yes, only Moses, the whole of the Bible. God intentionally makes himself like he's weak so that Moses can advise him. Like, Moses is my counselor. Yes, that was the kind of relationship we had. Yet these people, these two people, because they knew Moses. Younger brother, they knew where, he, they saw him when he was moving in the diapers and pooping in the diapers. Miriam saw him. Miriam was the one who guided the basket to Pharaoh's, whatever, Pharaoh's uh, uh, daughter's whatever. She was talking. God said, You people you're not afraid. Eh? You were not afraid there. Eh? You were not afraid, eh? Okay. And then the Lord turned and left. Can you imagine God coming to you and saying to you, You were not afraid, eh? You were not afraid eh? Okay. Hey, why is God so angry? God is angry because they spoke against the one He has sent to them. They had delivered. The one who had taken them from the land of Egypt and was taking them to the land of Canaan. They were talking against him. Yes. And it was true. Check. It, check. The whole of Numbers, you'll be shocked. Exodus to Numbers, you'll be shocked at the things that the children of Israel said against Moses. Hey! It was not easy. One day they got, him, they got him so angry, Moses could not go to the land of Canaan because of the people. The people got him so angry, instead of talking to the rock to bring water, he struck the rock. Christ is the rock. You don't strike Christ twice. One crucifixion is enough. Moses crucified Christ twice. <laughs> and God said, You are not going to the land of Canaan. Yes. Why? The people talking, singing things. Nye, 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 nye. Nye, 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 have you heard? Psh, psh, psh. You went to do this. Psh, psh. If I want what haven't you done? That's the question. It's not what, what did you do? What haven't you done? Because you have done as fast. God is concerned. You have done every bad thing you can think about. Or, if we heard that a man of God went to do something, a man of God has impregnated somebody in the, in the church, or a man of God has gone, has, done, has taken money from the church, then you, you also start talking. Have you not impregnated somebody before? Or have you not been pregnant before? Have you not done something? Have you not stolen some money before? If we are giving you an opportunity to change and help you, why can't you give the pastors an opportunity to also change? Or is it too much to give the pastor an opportunity to change? Why don't you read the Bible? Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. Look at Galatians chapter 6 verse 1. If any, look at it, Galatians 6 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, if someone is overtaken in a fault, okay, someone faulted, including the pastor, he faulted. Eh, you, ye which are spiritual, you the spiritual thing to do. The ones who are spiritual, the one who is spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, in the spirit of humility. You who is a, we who is spiritual, the spiritual thing is to restore, not to take away and cut off and say that this person is finished. We are not coming to the church again. What do you mean? We are not coming to the church again? Have you been forgiven before? Why can't you forgive the pastor? Why can't you forgive the pastor? Why can't you forgive the person? Why can't you forgive? You were forgiven, weren't you forgiven when you came to the pastor crying? <laughs> oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? <laughs> oh, Pastor, Pastor, should I say it? Oh, say it, say it. You used 30 minutes to say what the, to start saying what you wanted to say. Yes, you cried for 30 minutes, the pastor was there patiently with you encouraging you. Oh, what, what? Oh, oh. Say it. Oh. problem, share this half, half solved. Share it with me. Oh, what is it? You are crying. We are asking you the question. you are not answering. Hey! hey! After 30 minutes, long minutes, then you started talking. Pastor, I stole, I stole 20,000 from my office the last time. Hey! <laughs> I used some to buy Tijinga. <laughs> And I used some to do this and do that. And I gave some a seed as well. <laughs> oh, is that so? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Pastor, I'm sorry. I will never do that again. Since I did that, the Holy Ghost has been worrying me. When uh, I pass someone, I say, thief. When I pass someone, I say, thief. When I pass I will say, thief. Ah, it's not helping me at all. Pastor, please pray for me. When you hear that the pastor has also stolen 20000 dollars somewhere, Yay! and he has been caught, then you use your this your same mouth that you are crying with. These pastors that have come. You there, you have not come. You there, you have not come. You that you to you to that that you have come. Hmm. Wow! Give the Lord a shout if you like the message. Yeah, so receive the messenger, right? First Thessalonians chapter two, verse fourteen. I'm still talking about the same point. It says, "For ye brethren became followers of the of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews." You know, Paul is talking about the Jews and the things they did to the prophets. Verse 15, who have, who both killed the Lord Jesus? They, they killed, you see, when Jesus finished talking, they killed him too. Who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets and have persecuted us? This this both talking, you see, they killed Jesus, they killed all the prophets, and they are persecuting us. Paul too died. How did Paul die? He was killed for preaching. The messengers are killed. Decide not to be part of those who killed the messengers. Yes. Receive the messenger. As you receive the messenger, ah, you can learn a lot of things. What would have happened to me if I had not received Pastor Chris in my life? What would have happened to me if I had not received Bishop Doug into my life? And had said things. Hey, this is whatever, whatever. What would have happened if I had not received Bishop Poedopo into my life? A lot of stories came many years ago about all these people. It is, they come every now and then. They come every now and then. You see, you must decide that no matter what is coming every now and then, you, your portion is that you are going to receive from them by first of all, receiving them. Yes. What are you going to say? Hey, they took money. Hey, he fornicated. Hey, he killed somebody. Hey, he did this. Hey, he did that. Hey, please. You want to be able to receive the word of God when you are when you are forty? Receive the man of God that I sent to you. You want to be able to receive the word of God when you are fifty for it to work because the word of God is fruitful. That's what you need. Without it, you can't produce results, and it is embedded in human beings. Eh? He has kept it in earthen vessels. The anointing is kept in earthen vessels. Human beings with frailties. You have to go beyond them to get into the anointing. You 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 can't get to the anointing. You have to go through them. Maybe his character is not good. You can have a pastor who is always angry. Yeah. You which are spiritual, pray for them. He's always angry. Have you seen some before? He can shout, hey, what do you mean? Come on, Lift up your hands to the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Pray for the person. Pray for the person. The person can hurt you. Pastors can hurt. Ha- have you seen, it? have you had the pastor hurt you before? Hey, shh. They can, ha- they are, ha- they are on another level. So, Some- one pastor did something in a certain church somewhere, eh? I don't want to mention the country. The country that begins with A. It can be a, a letter, a letter A. It can be Angola, America, eh? Afghanistan. Where else? Algeria, or Accra, Accra. <laughs> hallelujah the pastor of the church the pastor did something very bad very very bad and he came out when he came out one of the young men couldn't do that he went off yes he, went, he, he had a mental illness because of what the pastor had done like he couldn't how can, how, how can he how can, how can you also do something what is wrong with you Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say? Yes. 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read from verse 1. It will make more sense from verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you, as unto spiritual, but unto carnal. Go to verse 3. I don't want us to read too much. For you ye are yet carnal, verse 4. For while one said, I am of, of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos. Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed. Even as the Lord gave to every man. Next verse 6. I have planted the water, watched, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watched. He's talking about the men of he says they are not they are nothing. Neither is he that planted anything, neither he that watched, but God that it the increase. Focus on God, not on the not on the man of God. Don't put your trust in the man of God to the point that he can do something that will make you go mad. He's a human being. What's your problem? Love the Lord in him. Hmm? I'm helping you or I'm not helping you. Yeah. Don't be so disappointed like something. Have you are so disappointed. Ah. <laughs> Next verse. <laughs> verse 9. Now he that planted, he that watcheth that one. And every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. Chapter 4 rather. So after I discuss all this. Uh-huh. Go, go to verse 5. Therefore judge nothing before the time. Unto the Lord come. Eh? Those of you like judging men of God. You was talking about judging men of God from verse 1. If you look at it, you see it. Therefore, judge nothing before the time unto the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Verse 6. And these things, brethren, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, so that you might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. Have you seen it? You are not to think about men more than you are supposed to. He's a man. He's a man before God. So if he did something, what? And so what? He has done it. That to you done something. You've done something before. Someone called me about something that a man of God had done. And I told him, have you also done something before? Have you done something before? He said, yes, pastor. So, so why are you talking? Let's pray for him. Why are we talking about this one? Let's pray. Let's begin to pray. On the phone. The Father, we secure him. Blood of Jesus on his left and on his right. Around his waist. We secure him, Lord. We secure him, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, good night. Bye bye. That is it. You, will are spiritual. Restore. Eh? Don't kill them. Receive them. They are full of mistakes, but we receive them. Receiving and hearing the messenger is receiving the the sender. Receiving and hearing the messenger is what? Is receiving the sender. That's the next point. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. Jesus said it himself. Receiving and hearing the messenger is receiving the sender. Okay? He that receiveth you. He's talking to disciples. He says, he that receiveth, the one who receives you, Pastor, he can come. I am Jesus. Clap for Jesus. (laughs) This is Apostle Peter. Zani, join. This is Apostle John. Please join. This is Apostle James. Please join. Apostle Thomas. You like Thomas? Don't worry. (laughs) It still works. This is Apostle Bartholomew. We don't know him much but he's there. Bartholomew. I want to give you somebody but I will not give you that person. <laughs> Apostle Levi. Yes. I was going to say Apostle Judas but it's not nice. Oh, there are two Judas. Judas son of somebody else. Hallelujah. <laughs> so Jesus is talking to these people. He's going to send them and he says that he that receives you, the one who receives you, the one who, when you knock on the door and the person opens the door for you, and you come in. Eh? When you knock on the door and you come in. And the person says, you are welcome. Sit down. You can share the word with me. Or the one who is in the church and is hearing you and receiving your word. The one receiving you is receiving me. So even though Jesus is not around, the way to receive Jesus into your life and to receive Jesus into your environment and make things work for you is to receive those he has sent. He that received you, received me. And he that received me, Receiveth him that sent me. Who sent Jesus? God the Father. God the Father sent Jesus. Jesus sent these people. These people also sent us. And we have come to it, it has come to you now. So receiving us is receiving Jesus and hence receiving God. Matthew 10:41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. If you receive them as prophets of God, you will get prophets' rewards. You will get prophetic words coming to you. You will get words from God, straight from God coming to you. Why? You receive them. You receive them as you would receive Jesus, because you knew in your mind that receiving them is receiving Jesus. If you don't receive the messenger, you can't receive the sender, and you can't receive the word of the sender. It's not going to work. Yes. And he that receives a righteous man, if you receive them as a righteous man, you get a righteous man's reward. Have you seen it? Now, Luke chapter ten, verse sixteen. Luke ten sixteen. He that heareth you, so apart from receiving them, you must hear what they are saying. After you have received them, the purpose of receiving them is to hear. What can we do for you? What can I do for you? I can't do anything. You see, if you believe that I'm a pastor, I'm a man of God. Mm? The only thing I have for you is the word of God. I don't have any other thing for you. I can't lay my legs on your head, give you my shoe, that my shoe work miracles for you. If I give you my shoe that it will work miraculously, then it means that it's the Lord who is leading me to give you my shoe. you get it? If I give you my shoe, it's because the Lord says I should give you my shoe. And you don't start a shoe ministry with it. Wherever you go in your office, you put it on your desk. It's for your protection. Ah, it's for my protection. <laughs> my prophet gave this to me. It watches over me. When you are sleeping, you put it on the, on the top of your bed. It's watching over you. Where is the Holy Spirit? If a prophet gives you something and says, this is what will protect you. Maybe it's for a day. It's fine. Maybe it's for a day. It's fine. But if he says, it's like, that's what is going to protect you for, for the rest of it. He has replaced the Holy Spirit with an idol in your life. Easily. Practically. Yeah. Practically and easily. of God says, this Naftali Bob will protect you. Naftali Bob, what is, protect me. Ah, to protect you out of dangers. What happened to the Holy Spirit? What happened to God? What happened to his angels? What happened to any, all of those things? Yeah. Were Israelites carrying Naftali Bob in their swords as they were going around? And in their, Sally, in like, ah. Sally, stop that rough there. He that heareth you, all he has is his, word, is his words. He that heareth you, heareth me. So as he's speaking to you, how are you? Who is asking you, how are you? Jesus is asking you, how are you? He that hears you, hears me. As they are hearing you, they are hearing me. If you are a pastor, you need to know the scripture. And use it for yourself. It's one of the scriptures I use for myself a lot. When I'm praying for someone, as I'm praying, the person is hearing, that particular condition is hearing the voice of Christ. Not my voice. That's, how, that's what I believe. So when I'm praying, Father, you see, praying in the name of Jesus is taking the place of Jesus. What it means is that you are in the stead of Jesus. What God would have done for Jesus, he has to do for you. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. We don't pray through the name of Jesus. We pray in the, in the stead of Jesus. In the, in the stead of Jesus. That's what it means. So you are here on earth. You are making requests. Just as like Jesus was here when he was making requests. When Jesus met the graves. Lazarus had died for four, four days. He thanked the Father and made a request. And the Father organized it. Yes, I know, Father, I know that you hear you hear me always. I'm just talking because of this people. Lazarus, come back, come out of the, the grave. And he came out. In the same way, when I'm also talking, the voice of Christ is behind my voice. The one who hears me is hearing Jesus. And he that despises me is despising Jesus. He says, He that despises all the, all the prophets you are despising, you're actually despising Jesus Christ. You can despise, you see, the fact that someone is speaking tree does not mean that it's not called of God. In Ghana, there's that problem that uh, the tree-speaking people eh, are all fake. And the English-speaking people are all of God. Brother, sister, it's not true. Are they speaking the word of God? If they are speaking the word of God, and it's in P or in English, it's the word of God. Unless they are doing magic. If they are doing magic and you know that, you see, it's in the Bible, First John chapter four, verse one. Test all the spirits. If they are of God, if they are not of God, stop listening. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Believe not what? Because there are spirits around. Believe not every spirit, but, but but try the spirits. Whether they are of God, how do you try the spirit? Whether they are of God, check with the word of God. The word of God is spiritual, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The word of God is spiritual. Jesus said, The words I speak until they are spiritual in their life. It's what Jesus said, and what God has said has been captured in the Bible. One man of God said that the Bible is nothing, it's a historical book. It is someone's experience that has been written for us. Now, what you also hear is what you do. So you don't need the Word of God. You don't need it. That's the spirit of Antichrist. He's Antichrist. Because all what is written in the Scriptures are the, is the Word of God. It's the Word of ah, The Bible itself says that what is written, what is written in it is Scripture, ah, the Bible itself says. You get it. Peter called Paul's writings Scripture. Peter called Paul. They were contemporaries. They were all at the same time. As Paul was writing, Peter, who was also writing, said that Paul's writings are Scripture. And what, what Paul is writing is difficult to understand. And people make it, people rest with it. They confuse them. second Peter 3. Let's read from verse 15. I see the word of God working for you. It says, an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul also come according to the wisdom given unto him, has written unto you. Have you seen it? Next verse. Then he says, as also in all his epistles, in all his letters. He, so he described, he described all of Paul's letters as scripture. As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to be understood. Peter considered Paul's writings very hard to, to understand. So you are in the same boat with Peter if you don't understand some things that Paul wrote. Eh? Hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest or wrestle with. Unlearned is only unlearned and unstable men. Who can, who can say that scripture is not a word of God is nothing? It's what I tell you that is scripture, is word, is the word. What are you talking about? And this amplified. That are difficult to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twists and misconstrue to their own utter destruction. Just as they distort and misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. So there were other scriptures that has been put together for us. What we have is what they had. The Old Testament we have is the Old Testament they had. Hmm? So don't say that. So anyone who says, this one is not this. Compare what everybody saying with the scriptures. That's how you test the spirit. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. Or else you get confused. The day we are in is a day of abundance of knowledge. And confusion. Someone will come and tell you he's a Jew. He's celebrating Passover this week. This week he's not eating on living bread. He's eating on living bread. Anything fermented. Kinke, banku, anything fermented he can't touch, he can't eat. Christ is the embodiment of the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. First John chapter 4, verse 1. So test. So it's test. Check with the word. If what he's saying is not in the scriptures, don't take it. No matter who he is. If I say something that's not in the Bible, brother, do me like this. This one, I'm not listening. Maybe I said other things. I said 95% that was in the scriptures. Take those ones. 5% that's not in the scripture. Don't take it. Yes. Don't take it. Compare. That's why you must read the Bible for yourself. Okay? Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Many false prophets. So there are many false prophets. Even in the day of John, the divine, he said many false prophets have gone out. How much more now? Next verse, verse 2. He says, this is not new. Hereby know you the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. Any man of God who is focusing only on himself. He's not leading to Jesus. He's not talking about Jesus. You You should watch out. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereby you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. It's already in the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Receive the servants of God in order to receive the word. Okay? Yes. John chapter 13, verse 20. Look at Jesus. It's very, little, very I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I sent. Received me. And he that received me. Received him that sent me. Same thing said in a different way here. Isaiah. Malachi chapter 2 verse 7. He is a messenger of the Lord of hosts. And therefore they should seek the law. Or the word at his mouth. But the word of God is on the mouth of his priests. Of his prophets. Because he's a messenger. Of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The next point I have for you under the same thing, receive the, mes- the, the messenger, is that, receive the messenger just as you'd receive God, or an angel. Receive the messenger just as you would receive God, or an angel. Think, you see, when I'm preaching and sleeping, it's, it's a sign that, I mean, you don't really, you're not really interested, you get it? Uh-huh. If God were here, moving up and down, saying some things, you would pay attention. There's another point called receive with attention, that, that, I'll discuss that in detail. But, Receive the person as you receive God, even though the person is not God. Ask. Do you get it? Ask. In other words, the respect that you would give to God, give the same to the person. The respect that you would give to an angel. If an angel should show up, you will say, "My Lord, angel." You mean, know, the angel is not your Lord." The angel says, "Please stop calling me Lord. I'm not your Lord and personal savior." Hallelujah. Galatians chapter four, verse thirteen. Galatians four, thirteen. You know how through infirmity of the flesh I preached the gospel unto you at the first. This is Paul talking to the people of Galicia. He says, You know how I preached to you in infirmity of the flesh. He had a lot of challenges. You see. Then he says, And my temptation which was in my flesh, ye despised not. Do you know the temptation that was in Paul's flesh? Some people think it was a certain kind of sickness. Uh, It's not a certain kind of. Paul was not sick. Paul was shot. Very short, almost like a dwarf. Four feet, he was not to five feet. Four feet, something. Very, very short. I mean, if if I'm standing here and Paul is here, I mean, very short, I mean, not impressive. He himself said it. Someone said that Paul's, Paul's letters are very powerful, but his presence is very, some way. It's the first Corinthian. The Corinthian church, they were very bad. They were saying a lot of things about Paul. Some say his letters are powerful. So Paul was so grateful that they didn't look at his, his stature. And they had been beating him, uh, so he was, he was looking even weaker. Beatings everywhere he preached, they beat him. Paul was so small, they could put him in a basket and lower him down a wall. For him to run away. He was so small. The boy in the basket was going now. Someone thought they, were, they are passing Milo and milk and sardines around. He was inside the basket, they were slowing him down. And then he ran away. That was how he left Damascus. He entered Damascus, he was entering Damascus on a horse to go and persecute Christians. He left Damascus in a basket, running away. Yes. Look at it. Second Corinthians 10:10. So Paul was he was so excited that Charlie, the people when they saw him. They didn't think that he was nothing. From verse 7. Go to verse 7. Let's, let's read some of the things Paul knew that the people were saying about him. I mean, as a pastor, you get to know what people are saying about you. Do you, do you look on things after the outer appearance? If any man trusts to himself that he is Christ, let him of himself think this again. That as he is Christ, even so are we Christ's. <laughs> Next verse. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification, for your builder, and not for your distraction, I should not be ashamed. That I may not seem as if I would terrify you by letters. His letters were very powerful. If he writes, like we are reading his letters now, it's like, hey, Charlie, we? want unto me if I preach the word When you see him saying it, woe to me if I preach It's not impressive. His books, his letters were powerful. He says, for this, for his letters, say they are weighty and powerful, but his bodily appearance is weak, and his speech is contemptible. This was what we were saying about him. Let's read message. Uh huh. His letters are brownie and important, but in person he's a weakling, and mumbles when he speaks. Yes, he was smallish. I mean, it's very difficult to. And that's what the people were saying about him. And eh? they were not receiving the Sabbath of God. They couldn't receive His word. Sometimes, I mean, so many things. For his letters, they say have weight, BBE, and are strong, but in body he is feeble, and his way of talking has little force. So when he was writing to the Galatian church and said, Listen, you guys, go back to Galatians. Look at how, even though he was like that, look at how they received it. Galatians chapter 4, 13 and 14. You know how to infirmity of the flesh, I preach the gospel unto you at the first verse 14. And my temptation which was in my flesh, you despise not. He says, You guys did not despise me. Have you seen it? Nor rejected. But receive me as an angel of God. You received me as an angel of God. Even as Christ Jesus himself. That was how they received him. They received as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus himself. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Just imagine following a pastor like that. Not impressive. Short. Doesn't like, So Paul said, listen, you guys, I'm going to... What do you want? I'm going to come with you, to you in power. For the kingdom of God is not in appearance, but in power. Because Paul could speak. When he says, ah, this shall happen, then it is happening. A lot of things are happening. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Revelations one twenty. This is uh, Jesus, eh? This is Jesus talking. He says, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand. And the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks, which thou saw us, are the seven churches. Okay? Now, go to verse 16. Same book, same chapter, but jump back to verse 16. So John had seen something. He saw Jesus. 16, Revelation 1, 16. When he saw Jesus, Jesus was standing in the middle. He was standing in the middle of seven golden candlesticks. Okay, and he had in his right hand seven stars. Jesus had in his right hand seven stars. The right hand is the place of power, isn't it? And in the right hand of Christ are seven stars. Okay? And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was the sun, was as a sun shining in the strength. In Jesus' right hand was the seven stars. And Jesus is explaining in verse 20 that the seven stars you saw in my right hand are actually the seven angels of the seven churches. And the seven angels are actually human beings. Eh? Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3. All the angels of the churches were the pastors of the churches that he was talking to. Jesus was talking to the pastors of the churches and to the churches. So a pastor is actually a star in the right hand of God, of Jesus Christ. Sent with the word of God, which is the two-edged sword coming out of Jesus' mouth. In verse 16, like we saw. To make judgments and to bring peace for God's people and to change things for them and to help them go in life. They are in the right hand of authority of Christ. And with them, he sends messages to his people. So every pastor, okay, especially pastors who preach to you, teach you, are in the right hand of Christ and they are in a place of authority sent by God with the word of God for the church. They must be received as that. As people sent of God and must be respected like that. So that the word of God that they preach can work for you. Okay? Have I helped you? Maybe you never knew this. I'm telling you now. So my last verse is 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 13. Paul says something very powerful there. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. The same Paul talking. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you receive it not as the word of men. You receive it not as the word of men. So as the word of God is coming to you, receive the man of God by thinking that he's from God. As you are hearing, you are hearing God, and what he's saying is from God. You received us. Uh, you receive the word of God, which heard of. you heard. You receive it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. As it is in truth, the word of God. You must receive it as it is in truth, as the word of God. So, as He's talking, the word of God is coming to you, and the word of God that causes changes—that is a hammer—is what is being released to you. So, things will break in your life. The things that need to be broken will be broken. Jeremiah chapter one, verse seven. Look at Jeremiah one seven. God sent Jeremiah and told him, Don't think that you are a child. But the Lord said Say not, I am a child. For thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. He was sent. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Whatever I tell you to say, you shall say for me. Next verse. Be not afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Next verse. Then the Lord put his, forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in, in, in thy mouth. This is what happens to every servant of God that is sent to you. As prophets is coming, as apostles, as apostle, George is coming, as prophets is coming, they are coming as people who have, God has put the, his word in their mouth. When I'm preaching to you, God has put the, his word in my mouth. What I'm saying to you, what I'm saying to you today, it came direct from God. All the things I'm sharing with you, it came direct from God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Without any human agents, it came direct from God. I know where I was when God was talking, telling me these things. Yes. I have put my words in your mouth. So as they are coming, they are words. God's word is in their mouth. When they say, this is going to happen, believe it. When I say, this is going to happen, believe it. When your pastors are preaching, this is going to happen, believe it. There are a lot of Christians who have stayed on the same level for a, lot, a long time because they took the word of God for granted. The word that was preached to them, as it was coming, they were talking. Yes. As it was coming, they were sleeping. As it was coming, their minds were flowing somewhere. As they were on their phones, chatting. When when what exactly what you need to cause you to change what's coming you are doing something else be very smart you were arguing with we the, There's said day we are going to talk about that it's called that, that point is point number three receive the word of God with all your heart ready for change that's point number three and we'll talk about heart. matters of the heart arguments that you make in your heart concerning the word when the word is coming you're arguing with it Oh, but this, oh, but that, oh, but this. Or complaining, asking questions. It's very dangerous. Let me tell you something. If you go to Winner's Chapel in Otter, okay? Now, the, the property is sitting on about 10,000 acres of land, very big. It's a city on its own, okay? Now, people who are mad can eat the sand on the floor. Someone had a testimony like, I mean, you can't go and just go and eat the sand. As a man of God was preaching and declaring the word, the person took sand and ate it. He's mad. So he took sand and ate it. When he ate the sand, he became, he became fine. What healed the person? The man of God never moves away and touches anybody. Never, he doesn't touch anybody. The word that proceeds out of his mouth is considered the word of God. Yes. If you consider what we are saying to you as the word of God, it will change your life. Don't come to me for counseling any, any special word and expect me to say, some, what should I say to you? It's the word of God. When you receive it as the word, as words from God, that is going to change things around you. It will change things around you. If it is, it effectively worketh in you, eh? Which also believe. If you, if you receive the, the man and you receive his word as the word of God, of course, you must compare with the word. Eh? Yes. It will change a lot of things about you. I'm powerless and the word of God in my mouth is powerless if you don't believe One of our ladies was here. Throat cancer. Throat cancer. She was coughing blood. Pastor, I'm coughing blood. I want to check. They say it's cancer. Please pray for me. Pray for me. His pastor brought him to me. I said, oh, you are healed. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are healed. I command that cancer to die now. The cancer died. Yes. The cancer died. Can you imagine? If you believe, it will happen. Also, I can tell you, testimony after testimony after testimony. During the online, we're sharing one. And if you believe that it will happen, it will happen. If you think that what is coming out, is the, that is what you need. If you are not expecting something else, I don't know if you want more time. We can have more sessions. This session, another session, another. No, it doesn't work. All those I meet too much. It's, not a, it's a sign that you don't believe. You don't you don't you don't think that what I'm saying is it's like I'm i here, I mean to hear, I mean to you, I mean to you, I mean to Same problem. You don't believe? Me. You are not hearing me. We are sent to approach things out of your life. That's what I want to show you in Jeremiah. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said unto me, Behold, Jeremiah 1:9, I have put my words in thy mouth. Next verse. For what purpose? See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. I've set you over the nations over the kingdoms. To root out. so The word of God in our mouth is for the purpose of rooting certain things out of your life. Rooting bad things out of your life. Cursing things that are not supposed to happen in your life from happening. Preventing them from happening. To root out and to pull down. Pull down the work of the devil. For this cause of the Son of God sent to this world. That he might destroy the works of the devil. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8. He that comes to the devil, of the devil, because he's sent from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Who is the Son of God? Jesus Christ. When he left, he sent people, he gave gifts unto men to continue doing the same work, to destroy the works of the devil. So we are sent to destroy the works of the devil in your life. When you believe it, it works. When you don't believe it, the devil has a free course in your life. We are sent to root out, to pull down, pull down, and to destroy. And to throw down, to destroy the works of the devil, to unemploy him in your life, to let demonic work seize in your life, to let, let worldliness cease in your life, and earthliness seize in your life, to bring you prosperity. Look at first chronicles 20:20. 20, 20. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. Joshua stood and said, Hear me, O Judah. And you have a chance of judgment. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in the Lord your God. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. Your prosperity is inside his mouth. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. The word is not, don't come and hold my shirt. What will my shirt do for you? Don't come and hold my leg. What will my leg do for you? It's the word that we are preaching. That is what is making the difference. Someone almost took Bishop Poyedebo down. He ran through the congregation, went to hold his leg, and pulled his leg like this. Almost fell. Somebody had to come and come and hold him and take him out. So the word is what he needs, but he feels a touch will do something. Sometimes a touch does something. God uses that too, but the primary thing is that He uses His word. When I I'll start talking about... Understanding the word. That's one of the things. Re- receive the word with an understanding. With understanding, I'm going to talk about some of these things. Hallelujah. Yes. So, rather is this. We approve things and we build things in your life. Things are built. Paul said, I commend you to God into the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. The word of his grace comes out of the word of the, the mouth of the prophet of God for you to build you up. To build you up. Jeremiah chapter chapter one. Hallelujah. I see you going forward, though. Yes, to build, to throw down, to build, to build, and to plant. We build things in your life and plant nice things into your life. Remember, you are the garden of the Lord. Yes, says Paul. Paul says, "I am sent. You are the you are the Lord's garden." First Corinthians chapter three, verse nine. Uh, for we are labors together with God. You are God's garden. Let's read Amplified. Amada For we are fellow workmen, those of us who are preachers, we are joint promoters with God. Lay together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and filled under cultivation. You are God's building. You are God's field under cultivation. Who is cultivating your life? He's using his sons. He's using Jesus and his under shepherds sent to you to help you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say I'm going forward. forward. Say I never go down. I see you going higher and higher. All those who hear and receive and, and, and relate and believe, you will do well. You will go forward. All the days of your life, you will always see progress. I said you will always see progress in your life. Every day of your life, you will see progress. You will prosper all the days of your life. You will enjoy the blessings of God on every day of your life. You will see bliss, joy all the days of your life no plan of the devil will work in your life the Holy Ghost is taking absolute control over your life and granting you peace in every single trouble that you find yourself in that trouble will not last forever that trouble will not be there forever the light of the glorious gospel is shining upon you and causing every single darkness to vanish the word in the word is life and that life is a light of men. The word of God brings life. Life is coming to you now. And light is coming to you now. In the name of the Lord, I see you. I see you following Jesus and hence I have light all over. There's light all around you. You will never walk in darkness. You will never walk in darkness. You will never make foolish mistakes. The Lord is helping you make the right choices. The wisdom of God is functioning in you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Progress is yours. Progress is yours. Upwards and forward movements only for your, It's yours. Prosperity is yours. The blessings of God are yours. You will never go down. You will keep going higher and higher. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. Higher and higher. All the days of your life. I see the Lord's hands are stretching on your, on your behalf. I see the sword of the Lord drawn on your behalf. Fighting your cause. And winning your battles for you. Manda As he told Israel. You will not have to fight. Hey, relax and see the victory of the Lord. Relax and see the work of the Lord. The, work, the, the Lord is working on your behalf causing you to bear fruit on every side of your life though you go through the waters it shall not, it shall, you, shall not, you shall not be drowned though you go through the fire you shall not be bent a thousand shall fall by thy side and ten thousand at thy right side but it shall not come nigh thee with thy eyes shall you behold the reward of the, the wicked the glory of God is working in you in the name of the Lord Jesus Father bless your children increase them on every side and cause them to do well even in Jesus name thank God for what I shared with you Thank God for what I shared with you. Pray and thank God for what I shared with you. Tell Him how grateful you are. Tell God how grateful you are. God bless you for listening. We pray that the Word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the Word.